Hello everyone, welcome to the final episode of Best Wishes, the podcast. Today it's just me, your host, Sophie Todd, and every single one of my guests in a little bonus episode, if you like, of all of my personal highlights from throughout the series, of little snippets of insights from each of my guests, which I feel really sums up Um, a bit about them, what they shared in their interviews and just some of the best bits. Um, So I hope you enjoy. It's a little short episode to finish the series. Um, I just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you for every single listen. I absolutely love recording this and speaking to each and every one of my guests. It's been such an incredible opportunity and I hope you enjoy So the idea of um, social norms, I think I think people really hate on the idea. People really like disregard, like, oh, you just want to fit in with a mould or whatever. But of course people do. It's natural. It's natural, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think this idea of, like, a set social norm, they're different all over the world. Everywhere you go, the, the normal is, is different. Yeah, of Even, course. like, the way you say hello to people is different everywhere you go. Um, so the idea, I think people really get into this mentality of like, they're such set standard social norms, like you live in a bubble. Yeah. Like the idea of, so we're in England, Yeah. the way things are in England, like everyone over the world should be like that. And if they're not, that's really weird. Yeah. But, um, obviously everyone is, um, different. And And hope for the best. And so far that's worked out great. So yeah, definitely just like go out, just do it and try it and don't be afraid to fail i think a lot of people think i'm gonna start this and it's gonna go like it's gonna go great and then it doesn't because i've done that with different things i've tried to sell like fm perfumes which are great but for me that just wasn't working to sell them and that's okay i tried it it didn't work out move on okay so tell us a little bit more about your brand and your products and your drawings and your style as an artist where did that kind of come from okay so when i started my art account originally it was a university project and the idea was kind of to hack instagram so i love that by yeah. the way <laughs> like creating a popular profile so it's kind of like this social uh, interpretation of what was popular online. Um, And then it kind of led to me becoming an account on there. It was this really, it's a weird dynamic because I'm still very aware that it started out basically, people voted on what color background they wanted and that type of thing. And I had started the style because I'd seen other accounts online um, with a similar style. I'd always loved simple line art, but I originally would draw like, uh, kind of pencil sketches I do life drawing so it's very different from the style that yeah. I did before um, so like Frederick Forrest I was so inspired by their really simple kind of body drawings um, and I thought that the self-portraiture would be really good for me it was also convenient because if I think of a pose or any kind of design I can stand in front of a camera and do it whereas yeah. usually you have to 
look through loads of different images and try and find something. Um, and it was also the fact that I I couldn't do that to myself. I couldn't scroll through, yeah. you know, thousands of images of other people's bodies. I just, I wasn't oh, at no, the stage. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that would be triggering for me. So I was kind of trying to work around that. I think it would be that. for anyone. Yeah, that's the thing. So I just tried to work around it and it kind of, it, it turned into what it is now, basically. So I, it wasn't this huge process of finding my style. I sort of started out with my brand is going to be pink, my brand's going to be line art, my brand's going to be this. And yeah, it hasn't hasn't really changed. It's obviously evolved. Like you yeah, can definitely see a change in my style and some more diversity in the type of designs that I do. But it has stuck kind of exactly to what I intended it to be. So I think that's why there's quite a like strong brand like you would recognize my work oh yeah I think so yes so when when did it all begin that's a very good question so I mean I think that the <laughs> I would say amongst my family it is it is well known that I have always been a little musical bean um, I was I was composing my own versions of twinkle twinkle little star at the age of three where I would just sort of sing my own version of it and then I would expect everyone to clap. Uh, so <laughs> That was brilliant. Everyone had to clap when I was done. Um, and then as well, there are so many videos of me like just performing in front of my family. Like, I, And then as well, like I'll be like, I'm not done, I'm not done. And I would like do another one. So I'm like, wow, little, little Megan, had a, she had a diva complex back there. Beyonce. Um, and but yeah I've always enjoyed music and it's it's interesting because I think particularly over the last few years when my mental health hasn't been so great sometimes it has been the thing that has got me out of it but equally sometimes I have had to take a step back and I think I think that's interesting because I know that a lot of the time we we consider music to be healing but I think for me it was almost at times it was almost too much and I, I, I needed to take that step back but looking back now I'm glad I took a step back because it means I'm able to come back to it now and appreciate it for what it is. A quick message from our partners the Bounce Back Club a brand that makes beautiful handmade bespoke calligraphy cards for any all and no occasions whether it's just to say hi to send a paper hug to celebrate something special or even just an inside joke the bounce back club is the perfect way to send a special something to a special someone so check them out at the bounce back club on instagram and email with any questions or queries the bounce back club at aol.com or dm us and we will get in touch as soon as possible. It really varies now, because for me, perfect is obviously going to be my highest achievement. I don't think it's like 100%. Yeah. Because, especially especially with university essays, I'm not going to get 100% ever. That's a publishable piece of writing. Like, I'm, I'm not expecting to get that because history isn't where I see myself being in the future, so I'm not putting in 100% to get 100%. It's a learning process. Yeah, exactly. And I think perfect's very much like you're never like for example appearance and stuff I'm never gonna look in the mirror and go I look perfect today I can be like wow I look really fab but like there's always going to be tiny little things you want to change so I don't think there's so much a definition of perfect to me okay just like just because I think I'm like in quite a mature place now about perfect that like really I don't think it exists 
For me personally, it's just the best I can do. Yeah. Perfect's just perfect's just a made up thing by society. I think it is a mindset completely, and I think that's why why I'm so happy at the minute as well. Um, for me, if ever I'm thinking now about things negatively or you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit shit about myself or even if my mates are. Me and my housemates have started doing this thing where we literally flip it around. So if I come down in some clothes and I'm like, God, I feel so bloated or I feel really shit about myself. It's like, what, what do I like about myself right now? So I love the That's fact so that, you know, my, my hair looks nice or I love the way I've done my makeup or I love my shoes. Like, I think you've got to stop picking on yourself and thinking, I don't like this, I don't like that. Because actually, the thing you don't like, everyone else loves or, you know, it's... And no offence, but no one's perfect. Yeah, so no, they're not. for every bad thing that you see, you've got so many good things. Exactly, and no one ever notices the bad things that you pick out on yourself, yeah. you know. Who was... Someone I was with the other day sort of said, oh, I hate my ankles. And I thought... What? No one cares about your ankles. No one's looking at your ankles. I have. I can honestly admit I've you know, never looked at anyone's ankles in my exactly life. Exactly my point. And it's like you might have a spot one day. No one cares. No yeah. one's looking at it. That's Everyone life. has them. I yeah. think it's a matter of self worth. I think if you have, this is no disrespect to you or anyone because I think everyone has the same thing. Mm. They can look at themselves in a different way to how they perceive others. So it's more about people that have self worth have the confidence for example the reason that I am not confident sometimes is if someone tells me that they don't like something I'm wearing or they think I look weird or they think my hair looks weird or something like that and that's when often you find people going does my hair look weird blah 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 yeah um to seek reassurance to make sure that it and looks you get okay. insecure and yeah. You, yeah so like insecurities and often I think self-worth comes from the person that says screw it, I'm still going to wear my hair like this, even if so-and-so finds it weird. But for me personally, if, say, you said my hair looks weird, that would be in the back of my head all day. But that's because I don't have enough self-worth to tell myself, no, that's it doesn't... That's just their opinion. That's just your opinion. It doesn't look weird. I could ask someone else and they could say it looks great and it looks really different. Not yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Not that I have a crazy mad hairstyle, but <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Like, like, and I believe that in myself. Like, I adapted. I said, look... I'm not going to perform in art school and I just got that in my head. But I then didn't say, oh, well, I'm just going to do an office job because yeah. I'm really not like that. I'm, you know, my mum and dad have always worked for my dad. I've always, I think that was the issue. When I was at my old job, like when people say to you, you can't have that holiday off or you can't go there. I was like, well, why? Because like my mum and dad have always worked together for their company. And I'm like, I want to do that. I want to have that life. Um, I think I always would have been self-employed no matter what I did, um, just the way I am. I need the freedom. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I never, ever have holiday and I'd have more free time if I did have a normal job. <laughs> but I just think, you know, I like being in control, which is not a power thing because my team, without them all, it would not be possible. Like, some of my girls are unreal. Um, they have made my life ten times easier. But, you know, I think it is all about adapting up. My head, I was so upset. When I got rejected, oh, my God, for about a week, I was definitely, like, bedding myself. I was crying. Um, it was horrible because my dream school were like, yeah, no, my dad rang them and he rang the head and he was like, what, like, what was the issue? And they just said the dancing and said, if, it, you know, if you didn't, if dancing wasn't a criteria, you would have got in. Oh, and oh, I think, oh, what is. is it like? Like, can you just give us a little insight into what your world is? Yeah, it's very, there's a lot of stuff that happens off camera, obviously, but I feel like with modelling, it is a lot more like 
the stress when you are trying to get a good pitch, like the poses that you have to stand in, like sometimes my arm is aching, got to keep it up. If it drops, then my face will look funny. Like it's just a lot of things that you have to think about. Like there's 101 things that you're thinking about in that one picture that one person is going to look at and be like, oh my God, that's amazing. But they don't know what I was <laughs> thinking. Like, oh my God, my arm, oh my God, my face is not right. Like, um, and it's yeah, not like, as easy it's as not as easy. And like under like all the lights and stuff, you're getting hot, like you're getting bothered. And if you're like, if you've got like a long day, um, like with different outfits and stuff, it's getting changed, coming off and on, keeping your makeup obviously nice. As soon as your makeup goes like a bit off, the pictures start going off and it's just a, a lot more to think about than what people actually I do I think see. one thing that we've always got to be aware of, especially when it comes to like LGBTQ plus people, is that not everyone is out and not everyone is comfortable sharing those parts about themselves because they might not be fully sure themselves they don't know how other people are going to react so the best way to go about finding out someone's pronouns is to introduce yourself and introduce your own pronouns so you'd be like hi i'm sophie i go by she her pronouns or i'd be like hi my name's l i go by she they pronouns and then that invites them to then say theirs back if they're comfortable with that if they're not then they won't but but you're telling them that you understand pronouns, you're sharing yours, and that, that means you're comfortable with the whole concept of pronouns. Um, well, I grew up, because I'm the only deaf person in my family, um, it, got, it, was, it was quite hard in the sense of, I'm in part of the hearing world, but I'm also not part of the deaf world because I went to a mainstream school all the way through right up to sixth form. I'm going to a mainstream uni, not there are any deaf unis, but I'm going to a mainstream this, mainstream that. And um, I was very, my parents were very, I did, they didn't want me to be, because I've got hearing siblings, they didn't want me to be left out in a sense. But in a way I almost was left out because I was never part of the deaf community and the deaf people that I'm part of if that makes sense yeah but then growing up I had a lot of so I can speak very well is because I had intense speech and language therapy when I had my second side so I was 14 years old and I had to train my ear literally to hear literally train how to hear again so I'd have to come out of lessons and literally listen to the basic sounds of like mm, like like here again like say hello things like that almost like like a child would learn initially yeah well I was yeah 14 but learning to hear again at the age of what you're supposed to hear straight from birth you're supposed to hear these things I didn't it was hard because people because obviously I could speak well and people I don't think people even now still don't realize she's really deaf I am actually no. deaf. Like there's when I met you, I had no idea because you cannot tell at all. Well, that is it for this series. I can't believe I'm saying that. It feels like yesterday that I was sat here recording the very first episode with me sharing my life story with you. And I can't tell you how much that this podcast has actually enormously helped me in the space of a few months talking to these wonderful, beautiful, inspirational guests throughout the series about some topics that are not necessarily spoken about as much as they should be. It's 
hugely helped me to work out what I think about these things, where I stand, how I could change my outlook. And if that has maybe done that for even just one of you, it honestly makes it worth it. And I am so unbelievably grateful for every single listen, every single share, every single like, comment, rating, all of that jazz, as I normally say. Um, because it really does mean the world to know that people are listening. Um, So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough. Um, And I look forward to hearing anything from you guys about what you want on Series 2. I've got some amazing guests lined up already and I cannot wait to start recording again. So if there's any new features, any dilemmas, any questions, queries topics that you want discussed, people that you know that would be amazing on the podcast, please do send it over at bestwishespod on Instagram or at uh, pod at gmail.com is our email. So get in touch with your thoughts. I cannot wait to hear. Thank you also for everyone who has looked at our wonderful partners, the Bounce Back Club, um, who make personalised cards, calligraphy cards, for any all and no occasion. Um, the, the shared love for the podcast and the cards is amazing. I've had so many orders and I really do appreciate it. I'm now doing posters as well as cards, so get your orders in if you have got friends who are going off to uni and you need a little decoration, a little inspirational quote for your new uni room or whatever adventure that is coming your way soon or just a change up in your life. They make perfect little presents and any good luck cards, any inspirational well dones, love yous, miss yous, anything at all, you know where to find me at the Bounce Back Club on Instagram. I just wanted to say an enormous thank you to each and every one of my guests for one, agreeing to do the podcast, but also being so open and so raw and so honest in discussions and sharing what can be quite difficult things to open up about, especially because most of them have never actually done an interview or been in a situation like this. So I really, really, really do appreciate how true to themselves that they were in sharing their stories with each and every one of you so thank you to them thank you to you for listening and see you in a few weeks for series two